0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. This is episode 10 of On the Backburner Podcast. Chef Tristan Rogers, Chef Dominic Valenzuela. This episode, we interview John Katrinik of Subac Soul Bowl, uh, formerly of Subac Food Truck, uh, serving up uh, Korean fusion out here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Tells us uh, about how he started with a food truck being uh, fueled by passion to now running his own brick and mortar. Stay tuned for this episode. Mr. Kid play that music. Hey guys just a reminder I want you all to follow us right now. Uh, Backburner PC on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Okay go go check us out right now. Make sure you hit that follow. Hit that subscribe button. This is On The Backburner with executive chefs Tristan Rogers and Dominic Valenzuela. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 10 of On the Backburner Podcast. I'm Chef Dominic Valenzuela. I am Chef Tristan Rogers of Hollow Spirits. Yes, sir. And we are sitting here with John Katrinik of Soul Bowl, Subac Soul Bowl, excuse me, uh, here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, man. John, uh, we grew up in the food truck industry together, would you say?
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, Uh, I think on our first day you came and like had some pork tacos. Absolutely. We were set up at a little clothing store right on lead in university.
0: Right? Oh shit, man. Yeah, okay. totally remember that. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, now you have a brick and mortar. Now I have a brick and mortar, man. Like, it's fucking amazing. Like, I feel so humble like being able to had this conversation with you right now, you know, because we we kind of grew up in the industry and seen each other evolve, you know, through now, the years. You
2: know, now I feel like I skipped the process of, a ah, of food truck.
0: This isn't about <laughs> <the
2: food>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I feel, I feel, I feel bad, like I should have went through truck. that. I did not have a
0: food truck, I had hollow You worked you in a food
2: truck, no, you we were cooked out of, a, out of a food truck, same thing, hey, same
0: thing. N- hey.
2: Tomato, tomato.
0: <laughs> you still had
1: to fill the water. And the fucking propane yeah. and all yeah, that that's shit, so yeah. You know but you anyway, you're right. It's not about me. <laughs> John. Tell us. Yeah, John, tell us about it. Yeah, so um, I guess started, the food truck started in 2013. You know, I moved to Albuquerque, and, you know, the ultimate dream was to always have a restaurant. Um, so it's always food truck stepping stone to kind of get there. And, you know, I was on unemployment at the time, so looking for like a cash job. Uh, decided to just jump on a food truck and help out on this vegan, vegetarian food truck. Um, Kind of brought some new things. My ex-wife was vegan, so I learned how to make, you know, red lentil cheese sauce, nacho cheese sauce, and all this kind of cool stuff. And then during that time, um, me and my buddy just built the food truck out. So he worked at Fantastic Vans over on Eubank and bought a 1976 almost classic... Food truck now. Oh, <laughs> Four speed, double clutch, only I can drive it, no power steering.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: you know, did the brewery scene, the lunch scene, uh, got involved in Tasty Tuesday, and then luckily through that relationship of using the kitchen um, with the Emanuel Presbyterian Church, Bell Tower Church on Knob Hill, they actually owned the garage where we parked the food trucks in. Oh, okay. So we yeah. actually took us. 17 only 17 months to get a lease together with them and yeah. another six months to put the restaurant together but we opened in june of 2019 so wow. past our two-year anniversary which a lot of businesses don't really make it past 60 yeah, percent you.
2: of all new restaurants fell in the first
1: year yeah that's and so especially you know with pandemic last year mm-hmm. and covid and all those you know stressors and things like that it's great push into that fucking percentage that's right
2: sure. yeah exactly yeah. Well, man, you, you've been doing great things and, you know, following you and and everything. Now, I have to admit, I've, I've, I haven't eaten there yet, and I feel ashamed for that. You should be. But <laughs> I should be, yes. You're absolutely right. But I need to get there. I need to taste the food. I've seen it. It's amazing um, just looking at it. It looks tasty, like yeah, um, thank you so much. I need to get out there, like, seriously. Yeah. I think,
0: like uh, in my perspective, you really were. You, you created that kind of liaison of Burqueños and kind of what we're accustomed to and in introducing something new, right. which is Korean food. You know, like, it's been here, but it, people in New Mexico, we're, we get scared of a lot of things based <clears throat> off of anything how we're new. How yeah. We're, yeah, anything new, you know, is kind mm-hmm. of foreign to us and we're not. Uh, easy to try, but you were putting bulgogi in the tacos. You were doing green chili kimchi fries, right? Oh, yeah. Like what? Like tell us more about that, about the cuisine and and kind of what made you take that path? Yeah, and growing well, yeah. up,
1: like you know what I mean, like yeah, for sure. So like growing up, it was all just you know amazing Korean food from my mom. My grandmother lived with us for a couple years uh, in Virginia, and she would just tend to the garden. This was kind of middle school time. And I would come home, and there'd be, like, eight new dishes, like, every day of, like, things that she cooked from scratch. Um, So it was kind of like, you know, falling in love with food that early. Um, You know, before the Food Network channel existed, there was, like, Great Chefs of the World on Discovery Channel. Mm -hmm. So, like, knowing what a taurine was at, like, 14, 15, um, you know, always had the passion to cook, you know. Um, And then, you know, wanting to go to culinary school, and wanting to go to the CIA, and mm-hmm. then having a Korean, Korean mother who's like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Lawyer, <laughs> <laughs> doctor, yeah, or right. business owner, Owners. which I am now. Owners. So, you know, <laughs> long way to get there. Right. Um, right. But yeah, you know, I always, growing up, didn't want to make fusion food. I was like, I'm just going to make Korean food. And then coming out to New Mexico, you know, realizing how big the culture is around tacos, how big it is around chili. Um, you know, we want to be able to connect. Um, and so that's kind of also why we named the business Subak, which, uh, translates to watermelon in Korean. Oh, wow. Um, Great so it could yeah. connect with the sandias mm-hmm. and all right. that, that stuff. Um, and so when we first started the food truck, you know, it was like making sandia sorbet. So we had like watermelon sorbet off this little janky <laughs> ice cream maker, <laughs> like the plastic one, <laughs> yeah. that like yeah. burns totally. out like super totally. fast. Um, I think we've all used that one. Yeah, and, you know, it's just going off of, like, what everyone was kind of asking for and, you know, being able to pivot and change your menu um, just to fit the needs of everyone.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's there's some people who out there, and they will – I'm not going to name them specifically because, one, I have beef – with one of <laughs> uh, we're not going to get into into that, but, but this they, they, after they're trying to yeah. yeah. an put there's the a, beef on the burner. Yeah, I'm a, I'll put the beef on the burner. I'm just saying. But there's, they're trying to do the whole fusion with, you know what I mean, with the with the Asian cuisine and everything like that. And for some reason, to me, it didn't, it doesn't work. Sure. But for what you're doing, it's... Like it seems to be working really, really well. So, so give us, uh, give us the equation. Give us the
1: the reason why you think it works. Um, you know, just like any great chef, we're all chasing that you know ratatouille moment, <laughs> where we, you know the you know food critics breakfast. eats the ratatouille and is transported. Right. You know, and I've heard Rick Bayless say, talk about it too. You know, it's eating those memories mm. of food growing we were up just talking about that in one of our earlier episodes yeah so it's you know trying to recreate those flavors that i grew up eating the flavors when i went to korea you know our cucumber kimchi changed when i came back because um, my family has a huge farm i think when i was there they were starting planting peppers they had like 300 starter plants wow. and a greenhouse and then they had rice they were growing their own mushrooms off of like charred logs And drying them out and all this stuff. Wow! And probably, like, the most fermented. I'm not really a fan of, like, super, super fermented, but, like, stanky kimchi. Yeah. 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 So that, too. And, you know, just realizing, you know, freshness and, you know, going off those tastes that I grew up eating. And then just learning and
2: having the appreciation from going out to a farm. You've grown this thing since it was a seed and then, you know, you're cultivating it and then turning it into something amazing. Oh, I mean, that's something a lot of chefs don't get the opportunity to do. Tell us a little bit about that and, like, learning when to do it and, like, to cultivate and
1: how you translate it into your food today. Uh, I think just, you know, cultivating what we're doing is, you know, I just come up with ideas, really. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to, like, hit the next big thing for Korean food. I want it to be more accessible to people in Albuquerque. I think a lot of people in Albuquerque were accustomed to Vietnamese food, you know, right? Pho, you know, Laotians or the huge Laotian population. Right. Koreans, I think, even though we do have a kimchi festival in Albuquerque, mm-hmm. um, I've never been invited. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> next why year. What the hell is that? That's, oh, uh, that's, that's, why hasn't he been like, a, <laughs> why hasn't he days, been invited yeah. to the kimchi festival, people? Um, what the fuck? I think the ingre the you know the applications in Korean. I don't really read Korean, so <laughs> maybe Google Translate to figure that's it out. Right out um, luckily for you know me, I learned how to cook. My sister's fluent and like can speak Korean. Really, but um, luckily for me, I got you know the cooking side of it. That's good. And for everyone's, that's 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 important. What that Korean part
2: of the cooking?
0: What I feel, what I remember, you know. Uh, when I first had Korean food, you know, working in sushi bars and some of the owners were Korean, during the break time, we would have Korean food and that was my first introduction. You know, obviously kimchi being spicy, normally a cabbage, you know, a spicy cabbage that has a lot of garlic, you know, has kind of a sourness to it. Mm-hmm. But mostly, I remember like the, the spice level. I love spicy. You know, so that's sure. why I just fell in love with the food immediately. But then there's all these different preparations and then... um Correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, there is, um, in a lot of Asian cultures and foods, there is, uh, like, a textural thing, right? Oh, sure, yeah. Chewiness of Chewiness,
1: foods. softness, yeah, like things here. that, like, Americans' mm-hmm. palate's not really that used to. Exactly. Right. Um, Which is why a lot of people don't like a lot of
2: American dishes or, like, you know, foreign dishes. Right. Because of the texture. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: because we were doing this kind of, like, soft tofu stew. Um, um, with like seafood in it, like mussels, clams, uh, shrimp, you know. Speak to me. And you know, we've made an uh, anchovy stock from scratch, so oh, you know. Speak to me. Yeah. Lots of kelp, lots of anchovies, onions, daikon, garlic, oh, ginger, so all that good stuff. Yeah.
2: Mommy um, just straight to the mouth.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's just, you know, we had one lady who loves it, but she would always order it without the tofu because she just. Couldn't get that down. Mm-hmm. She loved the flavor of the soup, of the broth, and all that stuff, but,
0: you know. But one, one of my favorites is the, um, the dried squid kimchi Ooh. that you do, right? Like, and it's like We used this, to do. Y- you don't do that? Anymore? We
1: don't. It's just, you know, prices have gone, oh, like, that, astronomical. Yeah, so, you but, know, we're thinking of bringing it back definitely as, like, a specialty kimchi. Yeah. We'll have, like, daily specials. To, um, so you can see that again. Yeah,
0: to me, that was, like, I loved that, like, Um, as a young chef, a young culinarian, was um, this burst of seafood flavor Mm. that what I had come to learn or whatever from talking to my coworkers or whatever is like why they love chewy, like chewy um, textures and stuff like that. Um, Or why it's so big is because just enjoying your food and really like, you know, kind of chewing it and, and absorbing it. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I would say a little bit, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just... I when you grow up eating that stuff, so we had like spicy squid on the stove like two times a month and things like that and, you know, all the different kimchis and... Yeah. Oh,
2: God. See, me, I like Asian food, like Korean, Japanese, Chinese, like that stuff is like, to me, that's my favorite food. It's my favorite cuisine. It's not something that I'm that I I'm an expert in. Sure. By any means, but I love it so much because there's simple ingredients and it's done with love and discipline like the whole cultures like your culture is just discipline like you know what i mean and i love that about about the culture is it true is it true that most korean moms when you know the son brings the uh, the korean girlfriend in oh. do they grade them on how they
1: make the, cheese, uh, the kimchi Oh, um, i that think before. like pretty much everyone's been graded on their kimchi <laughs> You know, luckily for me, like, we came from a really good kimchi family. Right. Um, so I, you know, was helping cut up cabbage right. and mix it all. And when, you know, we do it at home, it's 100 pounds at a time. Jesus.
0: That's almost like, like it's, it, yeah. in American, it would be almost like preparing, like, like a side dish at Thanksgiving or something like that, right? Like, who made the potato salad? <laughs> yeah, <whatever>? yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's
2: maybe the Caucasian part of it, the potato salad. <laughs> Did you put raisins in it? You need to go. Yeah,
1: I'm sorry. Oh, we so put can... carrots in our potato salad. Yeah. Though. That's okay yeah. though. That's yeah. a
2: that's a root vegetable. Yeah. It's not a fucking fruit. <laughs> you put fruit in your fucking potato salad. I'm sorry. Sorry for you know Caucasians out there that might do that. We love you. We yeah. still respect you. But or in their chicken salad. Seriously. <laughs> grapes. Who fucking does that? I, I, I can't say Caucasians. But my wife did it one time, and I was like, I'm not eating that. And she was like, What the? What, why not? I was like, You put fucking grapes in it. Who does that? That's But I I read something, seriously, that, like, Korean mothers will judge you on how you make.
1: Yeah, I think they'll just judge you on, like, how you make the food (laughs) in general. Right, right. Like, are you good enough to, like, feed my son? Mm. Like, when you move out by yourself. That culture is all about food. Like,
2: oh, you're not eating enough. You need to eat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's true, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I was, you forced food, like, all the time. When I go home, it's, you know, it's, I have three other close families next next to us so mm-hmm. like dinner is 25 people right and it's just like tables and tables full of food uh, and see, it's, so what, amazing
2: that's what i love about the culture it's all about family it's all about camaraderie it's all about let's sit down and it's all focused around the meal
1: oh yeah like, and a little that. bit of soju
2: right and yeah.
0: a little <laughs> bit of soju. Well, i think uh one of the main uh similarities between all this is like the story soul the right. their story when there's you know like that's one of the beginning parts of it and getting like sitting around a table full of food like what helps to clear the dead air you know is just somebody telling a story you know and a lot of that we're triggered by food that's in front of us and what it reminds us of you know i think korean food like i said the spiciness the sp- like the mm-hmm. love for spice right right and then there's so much balance between the salty the sour the mm-hmm. sweet mm-hmm. then the addition of of different textures like
1: but then on top, you add, like, the fermented part. Right. So, well, that's like, what kimchi. Love. We yeah. also, we're finally busting into our, we made, uh, I fermented some umi plum juice. Wow. So, it's basically, you just take equal pounds plums, equal pounds sugar, mm-hmm. um, and let it sit for, I think I let mine sit for 110 days. Wow.
2: wow. So,
1: right now, we're at four years. So, it's been aging. You can't touch it bef- between three right. years. And, you know, my mom makes her own miso paste. We call it mm-hmm. Um So it's like a clay pot sitting on right. the back, and she sends the me, like—
2: clay pot. Yeah. You do kimchi in the clay pots, too, or—
1: No, luckily for us, uh, American refrigerators work really well to make <laughs> things, like, really sour really <laughs> yeah. quickly. Yeah. Uh, like, I actually—me and my family prefer to, like, eat it, like, second day. So mm-hmm. it's more like a fresh kind of, fresh, like, salad. Yeah. Um, from time to time we'll throw in like fresh oysters into it too. Oof. So you have to eat it within a week but like mm-hmm. that brininess mm. with you know the spiciness and garlic. We actually put ginger in ours too. Oh. So like and then the fish sauce. I love it, Yeah. Man. What I love would you it. say is
0: the the trinity the, or the base of like the one fundamental thing to, to Korean cooking that you need to know to start? I
1: think according to my mom it's garlic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it garlic you have to have
1: garlic in everything or yeah. it can't be Korean food <laughs> but, uh,
0: I think that's why I love it man yeah I grew yeah, up Alex, eating pickled garlic like that was like yeah. my thing my grandfather he's from the south and Alex, th- so, he always had a jar of pickled garlic sounds it, that sounds really good It sounds really yeah. good yeah
2: Alex our, like our director of the podcast he kind of uh, his mom grew up and she you guys would travel a lot right uh, my parents were stationed in Korea right? right In the military But they didn't want to live on base So they like My mom demanded that they live off base So right. she Just making friends And having neighbors Just And she loves to cook That's just what she oh, does Oh that's awesome So just those Just her neighbors and the, and the people who became her friends Just taught her how to cook In the years that they were there So then I grew the... up And that was before I was born Before any of us kids were born So just growing up Like Korean food was just part of our Growing up Just because of what she experienced you know, yeah. early on in her life. Yeah, I think that's an amazing thing because also, like... Like, I think, like, you know, Korean culture, Japanese culture, like, you know, they... That's the only culture you can eat a shit ton of food and still look as good as you do because it's <laughs> it's, it's healthy food. It's good for you. It's not... You know what I mean? It's not... It's, it's fresh. You know what I mean? There's not all these added preservatives. It's... You know what I mean? You guys are... You, you, the culture takes great food... They farm it themselves, and it's healthy. And it's good for you, so you can eat that much.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Does that that makes so, sense. Like, yeah, the, I mean, kimchi right like a, the kimchi, is, like the kimchi a little bit high on the sodium. Okay. Well, but fish sauce, you know. But yeah. you know when you when you go to actual Fun Korean bag. restaurants, you know it's you know fresh meats, you know, right. uh, fresh seafood. Right. Um, yeah,
0: Dom
2: will tell you all about fish sauce. I he carries
0: it. that
1: shit as a like <laughs> in his holster on his belt.
2: I love me
0: some fish sauce. He will put it on Love food. me some fish sauce. But I think um, it's the colors, the vibrancy yes. of the food. Sure. Like every time you look down at a – like I love uh, looking at a, a meal, a, you know, going to like a Korean barbecue and just having all the tiny little bowls, stainless steel bowls of different kimchi, different fish cakes, <gasps> different salads, you know, uh, just carrots cooked in sesame oil, you know. Right, like yeah. All these little things. It's so vibrant, so beautiful, like – you just can't walk away from that just not feeling good. Right. You know, having a bibimbap, you know, uh, and having just everything in one bowl and you just eat it with a spoon, you know, you just mix everything together, you know, like that's, seriously, that's my Seriously, my job. favorite, like seriously,
2: my favorite cuisine, man. Like it's, you forget you know. that,
0: you almost forget that you don't have a tortilla. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Which isn't a bad thing. Though. But that's, that's where yeah. you came and you you took, You changed you, it. you made Korean food acceptable to burqueños because then you started putting it in tortillas now you have Korean burritos on your menu fried rice burritos yeah fried rice burritos man
1: yeah so and you know it took a while to kind of you know all the research that went behind finding you know I think I ate you know 40 different places like corn tortillas before I found like the one that works for us, which is, like, Tortilla Cuauhtémoc over on Bridge. Wow. And so, you walk into this tiny little shop and it's just, like, packed with like, Mexican candies, but then you see all the bread and tortillas and, like, yeah, you're basically just transplanted back to, like, Mexico mm-hmm. and, you know, abuelita, cooking yeah. on a pancha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Well, yeah, seriously, like, you, I mean, doing what you're doing and, and bringing the cult, your culture and kind of blending it, you know what I mean, with, 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 you know the culture out here is you're doing it right because you just mentioned you're doing you know you're doing research and development you're going out you're t- you're not just slapping shit together oh sure and and i think a lot of people are kind of just like i said they will remain nameless <laughs> <laughs> you could put it on the back burner but we ain't gonna do that tonight, all right because i can go on for fucking days about these jerks okay but off p- mic Yeah, off mic, (laughs) we'll talk about them. But, like, seriously, they're just slapping shit together and be like, oh, it's fucking the Mexico fusion and, uh, you know, and and Japanese food or whatever the fuck. And it's shit. It's garbage. I'm sorry to say, but it's fucking garbage. So for you to take time and actually learn what you're doing and, you know what I mean, and
1: doing the research and putting the work behind it speaks volumes of what you're doing. And it's really just, you know, it's all about community building. And, you know, I buy from local businesses because, you know, my area where we get, you know, all of our meat cut, they cut it to my thickness, which mm-hmm. is, like, definitely, for Korean food, like, it needs to be, like, super thin. Mm-hmm. We need to, to talk
2: about where you get your stuff from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and this
1: guy, you know, he started, it's Louisiana Meat Market. It's mm-hmm. on uh, Louisiana, just south of Zuni. Okay. Um, but it started off, like, him and his family, like, living in the back of the meat market. Wow. And then I started going to him, getting me, getting tortillas from Cuauhtémoc, because they would deliver to him. Mm-hmm. And then he started hitting on all, all the other food trucks, so he does, like, Sanchez tacos, too. Wow. Okay. So now, you know, what used to be his living space is now he has eight guys working for him. Wow. You know what? I think that the, some of the differences in some of, uh, like, the food truck,
2: and correct me if I'm wrong, food truck and brick and mortar, like, when you work in a food truck, you actually have to go out and, and do these orders and see them. Like, I think when you get into brick and mortar, you kind of get comfortable, with like, oh, I have a Cisco, and, you know what I mean, and all this stuff. You kind of lose, and, and I'm... Guilty of this because, sure. you know, I I can call my order in and it's fucking here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, and but working on the food truck, you have to go and source these. Things. You know, you get the opportunity source to go and of, source and find exactly what you want, which is brilliant. And I Absolutely think brilliant. I think
1: part of the food truck game was just like space availability. Right. Like you don't have the same space. You know, your fridges are totally smaller, so you're buying like on a two-day basis right. rather than, like, you know... Yeah, half essentially a essentially, it could
2: work in a brick-and-mortar. It really could if you just... If you hunker down and do the work. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, you know what I mean? And I think that's that's inspiring. I mean, you know what I mean? I For me, I feel like I need to get out of that habit and do more of what you're doing. Go to local places, shop there... It's gonna take a little bit more work, but it's so much more appreciation, and that's inspiring for me. Oh, thank yeah. you. Like, yeah, I, like, I seriously. I think it's
0: about the um you know, like you were saying to John about like how much you can actually like supply. Right. You know, to you know, so you know, like in a food truck. Yeah, you're right. So sometimes you can only like I remember running my food truck. I, we would max out at a thousand tacos. So I would never buy any more than a thousand tortillas, but the average was around like seven hundred. So I would just have seven hundred tortillas that's how I kept count of how we sold mm-hmm. how much we sold that night you know but um, is that some of the smaller businesses and stuff, some of more of these craft products you can only get so much of, right, you oh, know? That's right. And so when you grow to a brick and mortar and then you're open seven days a week right yeah you can't keep the fridge stuck right. Right? right you know right. It, it becomes like there's a, it's a there's the something about it steady growth that you right. need you know it needs to be like this steady growth that's the problem yeah. you run into right. but I think I think
2: I think we for, for certain, certain items things. I think it should be that way oh, exactly. you
1: know what I mean like supporting well, your businesses. your quality stuff things right. that like are gonna be like those like tortillas like you can't like that's the base of a taco right. like mm-hmm. if you you know if you can have a shitty salsa some shitty meat but like if your tortilla is shitty <laughs> like, it's, <trash>. yeah. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's almost like sushi right like, su- like the rice is like 50% right. of the whole dish you know right. so
0: like if you have shitty rice with great fish it's going to come out shitty, right. you know? So you have to, like, there are some corners you can't cut, right. you know? And I think that's the important thing is, is chefs, is doing your due diligence. Right. But, yeah, once you get to a certain crossroad, you have to, like, check, like, see what you can compare and see what you can, a mm-hmm. sense, uh, not get away with, but, you know, what is passing, right. you know? Sure. Well, let's talk about this.
2: Let's talk about, like, when you knew this was something that you wanted to do. Like, what What was it that clicked and turned over that was like, yeah, I want to um, get in this crazy fucked up industry?
1: I guess, you know, when I was still in, you know, I lived in Santa Fe for seven, eight years and mm. I was managing a bookstore there and started like this underground kimchi business just really? out of my house and was selling, you know godly expensive kimchi to like you know Santa Fe people they all bought it they all right. liked it of course it sounds uh, the kimchi in the books <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you know like that kind of like you'll the like fashion. this one check out
0: chapter five <laughs> ooh stinky
1: <laughs> yeah just you know let it, the people's reception to it and then you know kind of when the food truck was up and getting built you know did like a taste test with like 20 people and you know made just a Crap ton. Can I, we can yes, say yeah, crap I'm ton? Curse. Okay. Oh. You can curse if You, you <laughs> well, can't yeah, can listen to We can say crap. We can say crap. We've lost Trust me. Quite That's me. been edited. <laughs> nice. Yeah, post-production. Uh, so yeah, just, you know, the reception of people, then, you know, it's, it's really just, you know, I kind of look at my life as a service to people. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, I'm trying to gain enlightenment. I think we, we, most of us are. Um and it's kinda like the Hindu approach to enlightenment is through service to others. Right. So you're trying to, you know, serve them food and, you know, make sure that, you know, they're basically in your home and that you want to treat great, them as a
2: guest. That was a great look at it.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's you know, it's really about making ha- people happy, but also, you know, food I think, you know, brings people together. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, For there's centuries. Yeah. Sit down at a table, you know, Put down your guns, you know, yeah. Afghanistan, mountains, and things like that, yeah. or wherever you are, and, you know, just realize that people are people, and we're really just here trying to, like, get through this crazy thing, Absolutely. flying on a rock, hurling through space. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. We're getting deep. We're Seriously. We're getting deep on this one, man.
0: Seriously. I got to yeah. ask you, like, uh, Chef Roy Choi.
1: Sure. In, in yeah, Atlanta, Kogi. You know,
0: he started with Kogi Truck, and, you know, I remember... That was right around the time when you were getting started, too. When I re- started recognizing what Roy Choi was doing out in In uh, L.A., in LA yeah. And I had visited his truck. But I had been to your truck first, you know? And, w- like, did you know of this other kind of, like, fusion going on, like, uh, before you started your truck? or?
1: So I knew, you know, of Roy Choi. Everyone knows Roy Choi, the, uh-huh. you know, L.A. food truck mm-hmm. king. You mm-hmm. know, but he basically made food trucks... More gourmet for everyone, and kind mm-hmm. of like made them instead of like change the mentality of like the roach coaches, mm-hmm. right. which you know food trucks have to fight off like all the time. Yeah, um, some some of them, rightfully so. Right, they are they are roach coaches. <laughs> some of them yeah. literally. <laughs> I've, I've been inside some of those. Yeah, not mine, but right. um, you know, it's you know he definitely you know set the bar for everyone. Um, But I think you know given. The ingredients, the local ingredients that we had here, it kind of, like, made everything, you know, better for me to kind of go forward. And actually, like, my old GM, who's now a real estate agent during the (laughs) pandemic, you know, Uh, changing, career change, but she actually went and had Kogi and was like, dude, our tacos are so much better, our kimchi's better. Um, So, you know, we just kind of have to make our own mark, and, you know, luckily for him, for us, you know, he made that kind of, like, first stance for Korean street food, and, Combined, like, I didn't really know Korea like, we don't eat a lot of cheese in Korea. Yeah. So, yeah. like, cheese on a taco or, like, you know, we only have, like, a cheesy corn, kind of like a skillet right. corn with a bunch of, like, cheese, which mm-hmm. is phenomenal if you ever so get to good. try it. So good. Like, at a, like, Korean <laughs> restaurant. Yeah. Um, we'll try to bring it back for, like, a special lunchtime. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, he was great to do that, but, you know, we want to make our own mark and, like, support New Mexico, you know. Right. I love Albuquerque, you know. Mm -hmm. I am enchanted, entrapped, whatever you want to call
2: it. (laughs) Land of entrapment.
1: (laughs) Uh, What what were some of your obstacles from
2: going from, you know, a really successful food truck to a brick and mortar?
1: Um, I think really the biggest part was, you know, I think with any entrepreneur any business startup, you know, it's financials. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, building out your own restaurant is not cheap. No. and so you know we had like a basically it was like a auto body shop from like the 60s 70s really? so gutting all that stuff out you know patience you learn mm-hmm. patience I'm really bad at patience yes um, that's the whole issue with opening up your place it's like I want it now but it's like takes fucking time yeah mm-hmm. and so you know it was you know other obstacles you know just labor you mm-hmm. know just working and I think the last, when I finished, we were pulling off the food truck schedule and working the restaurant. I think that week I hit 96 hours or like 102 hours. I was leaving Marble for my last shift and got pulled over by the cops because I totally left my short cord. So like my short cord was dragging from like Marble downtown all the way to the hospital. Oh <laughs> so sleep, I guess. Right. Yeah. Right. That's like every adult, I guess. Right. It's
2: every adult. So learning the financials and everything like that and, and you know learning your patience and everything like that, What what is some of the great advice that you would give somebody from starting off at a food truck to opening a
1: brick and mortar? Um, first, it would be to like find your passion. You know, this is my passion. You know, I want to make food. Though I enjoy it. I even, you know, the cashiers at the co-op ask, like, what are you doing buying your own food and making your own food on your day off? Right. You know, I want to feed people... I want to feed myself, um, so be passionate about it, you know, and really it's just about getting up and pivoting. You know, I think anything that last year has taught us is just like, you know, it's all about what's happening now. All you control is now. Um, you can't look to the past, you know, go forward. Um, but just be in the moment, be where you are, be creative, be creating, um, and realize that, you know, especially like as an owner, you know, you're a leader, mm-hmm. you know, you guide your team, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to like work with, a, you know, work with all the personalities within that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, put passion behind it, you know, compassion
0: as mm-hmm. well. Um I would love to know John, cause you know, we both are fueled by passion and started our businesses fueled by passion. Now getting to a point to where you have to train somebody and hand it off to them to do.
1: Like, it's not an easy, easy, easy thing, right? That's oh, it's just... not easy. I think we actually, the f- when we opened the restaurant, it was the first time, I actually wrote down recipes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like my my Sue, my manager was just like, we need to actually write these down, so you're not making them all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, no, like it's all taste, you know, right. and, and like second counts of like how much soy right. sauce or how much rice right. wine to put it's in. It's all feeling. Yeah. It's
2: all from the love. It's all from from you know the heart like yeah. you know what I mean mm-hmm. so it is hard doing that that's a hard transition i tried doing that and i, I still don't have recipes <laughs> <laughs> like i just don't like i'm sorry I, like my belief is is that a, a recipe should always be better than the day you made it like oh, the, sure. you know, the next day so i believe like when my guys you know i show them how to make it right this is how i do it all right do it this way you'll be fine but then i also give them a little bit of room to be like hey chef Put this in there. What do you think? And if it works, then let's do it yeah let's way. roll it you know let's roll with it i think it, it you know it gives them a little bit of stake in the game and yeah know, it helps keeps them, them buy into yeah, it yeah it helps them buy into it like hey i got to do this with you know the chef's recipe and he didn't fucking yell at me you know what i mean we all grown up with those chefs you mm-hmm. know what i mean like don't change my fucking <laughs> recipe well it, we in our minds are like this fucking sucks like you know what i mean i could make a way better cheese sauce mm-hmm, that's right. and that's how you learn from your people and you you
1: know, and you teach them things. Yeah, and you trust them. Because right, ultimately, them. like, you know, we all want to grow our restaurants even bigger and bigger. And, you know, I already have, like, plans for two and three. But, you know, awesome. unless we get one solid, you right. know, you can't really move on. Right. And That's so, you know. Fine.
2: Agreed. So let me ask you this. Um The haters, all right? We all have them. Oh sure. How do you handle them? How do you handle the people that are like you don't take traditional Mexican food and, and change it into something that's foreign? How do you? How do you? I think it would
1: be like them reverse. Them? Like how do you take traditional Korean food mm. and ah! change it? Because yeah. you know we because we that. you know people just usually find us by looking up Korean food Albuquerque. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: know and you know it definitely says Asian fusion Korean fusion like. Right. On our website, on the Google listing.
2: That is a great way, yeah. Um,
1: but you know, it's really just I. You can't really <laughs> listen to them. You can't. You can't list. You can't hear it. You really just have to pay attention to like your regulars that are coming in. Yeah. Um, I always say like when the money stops, then like there's an <laughs> issue. <laughs> yeah. um, but you Good know, point. when you ha- when you have people coming in, I think the record is like one guy eight. 12 beef tacos in one sitting wow. and like we make pretty fat tacos yeah I'm like, and so to bump up those fucking numbers <laughs> nah, man <right?
0: laughs> don't make me come in there have you have you ever thought of uh, like you I love your menu because you're always so you're playful with it especially with your specials you made the best cheesesteak I've ever had in my life a gogi cheesesteak man oh, you yeah. had the gochujang uh, mayo on there right yeah gochujang aioli, oh, my yeah. God, oh my god changed my life and yeah, I'm going from that from that tomorrow. point on, every sandwich that you made after that has been incredible, man. And like I even was like I hit you up on the low. I was like, hey, we like sandwich we spot. should talk about doing yeah, a sandwich yeah. shop together, man. Like yeah. a, like an Asian like sandwich shop, you know, of like incorporating like because Asian is still uh, a big part of like my repertoire and kind of like my uh, my trick bag that mm-hmm. I like to pull out of, you know, just like sure. the things that I learned that with the Japanese cooking. You know, of just refining things, mm-hmm. you know, and refining flavors mm-hmm. and just caring for, discipline. even if it's a green onion, caring for that green yes. onion through the whole process is discipline. so important. Discipline. Yeah, so much discipline in these dishes. Um Yeah, man. Here's what I don't I know say. where I was going. I just wanted to bring here's, you that Yeah. Here's yeah. what I, here's what <laughs> I say. That po' boy, too, was really There's good. Po boy. Here's what I say.
2: We go into this. And do it because I love to eat it. There you go. Oh yeah, add, go, I can, I got a little bit of tricks up my sleeve, <laughs> but I'm saying that's uh, that's something we should uh, we should definitely look into.
0: I love it, man. So, like, um, so, so I it it boggles me that like you get like haters from you know I'm assuming from the Korean side. You know, that, right? Yeah, there's that totally
1: like, lots of Koreans who yeah, walk in and then they just walk right out. Like, I think they're, you know, they're looking for that kind of like traditional sit-down banchan, Mm -hmm. grill kind of stuff.
0: But you go to, you know, I mean, Roy Choi, he would have a good mix of people, even Koreans, like embracing that, the food, you know? And like, so what do you think it is that why people still, like, hold on to tradition so tight, you know, to where they can't just uh, appreciate something new?
1: Oh, sure. I just think, you know, Koreans, we're just, we just want to eat the same food over and over again. Um, and then David Chang said it best. You know, we have this dish that's called Bosam, which is uh, kind of like a boiled pork belly. Um, and he just, you know, at Momofuku, he just braises it, mm-hmm. you know? He's just like, why are we using these, like, antiquated techniques? Mm-hmm and we can make better food you know with these like new techniques and like you know i think korean food part of it was built out of survival you know non-refrigeration things Mm -hmm. like that um to where we would eat like uh ice noodles like naemyeon we would eat that in the winter time Mm -hmm. because that's the only time we could actually have it cold and icy um so i think you know just definitely growing out of that and you know Wanting, for me personally, I just want to change what Korean food is and just, like, create new experiences for people
0: yeah. um,
1: and just make people happy.
0: Absolutely. I love that, man. Wow. That's beautiful, man. Well. Is it
2: that time? It's that time. Oh, wow. On the back burner. So, this is the part of the show where we put our guests on the back burner. Okay. So, we put 45 seconds on the clock. Nice. And we give you rapid fire questions. Oof. All right. Answer them the best you can in 45 seconds.
0: Are we ready to go? All right. Here we go. And go. Uh, what is your favorite TGIF show?
1: Oh, Family Matters. Nice.
0: Oh, see? see?
1: <laughs> Stefan Urkel.
0: Okay. Now, now we're losing track
2: here. All right. Uh, what would be your last meal?
1: Uh, probably uh, some type of crispy pork belly lettuce wrap
0: cheese and seafood does it go together
1: under the right circumstances yes
0: fish filet
2: uh fuck no I'm <laughs> fucking this up uh favorite monopoly
1: piece ooh race car nice.
0: what is your favorite Burkeno phrase
1: uh big
0: <laughs> <laughs> alright uh Taylor Swift or Katy Perry <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, neither. <laughs> Rihanna. <laughs> nice,
0: yes, nice. Nice. that
1: is like the a correct big, answer. Big, big thick
0: and <laughs> like oh, thick.
2: I oh it, man. man, now that we're coming to the end of the show, why don't you um, give us uh, give us information about your about your spot
1: Yeah, there. for sure. So it's Subak Soul Bowl. Uh, you can find us on the website Subakfoos.com. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Subox Soul Bowl. We're located at 111 Hermosa Drive, Southeast, right in Historic Knob Hill. Uh, Tuesday through Thursday, 11 through 8. Friday and Saturday, 11 through 9. Sunday, 12 to 8. Just closed on Mondays. Nice. Um, be on the lookout. We're about to drop some new menu refresh, and then a bunch of like cool stuff that we made during the pandemic to all the time now. So
0: one thing I always asked. The you know uh, my Korean coworkers when we would uh, you know sit down for lunch or whatever was when are you guys gonna make a Korean like uh, I'm sorry uh, a green chili kimchi you know, I just want a green chili kimchi or I want a jalapeno kimchi I like one spicier spicy shit you know? oh
1: sure <laughs> well I think you found the soy crunch before yeah so it's like pickled jalapenos Absolutely. with chayote just, squash mm-hmm. and oh, like soy a crunch
0: on the menu is incredible
1: fish with a fish sauce vinegar apple juice soy sauce
2: I was just like me and I was like, I'm going there tomorrow. Me and you know, Alex made eye contact, and we we're like, yes, and oh, like yeah. we are going there. Tomorrow. Oh yeah! It's just like I, I've always wanted to get out to your place, and I never got a chance. I always wanted to go to your food truck. Yeah, never for got sure. A chance, but I'm making it a point. That to would go. be awesome. Tomorrow, I have a golf. I have a tea time. Oh, Here we go.
1: We have, we have AC now. Time. You Inside, have AC now. Just put in an AC, perfect. and then we bought new nice. patio tables, you so better. lots of seating.
0: Fresh nope. beer. Fresh beer. Beer on tap.
1: Beer on top, yeah. Nice. Local beer, Marble. Oh, yeah. Oh, Still Bender. We've got Lacombrays and cans. We're there. They do it. Bosque. Are you gonna come
2: or you gonna bitch out? Don't give me that look. I got I-
0: something going on tomorrow. <laughs> I got four kids.
2: I got four. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just don't want I was to sit waiting down and nice. hear your guys' golf talk. I'm not going to go golfing
2: with you. I didn't say going that's golfing. I said you, did you, want to, say you said you had a tea time. I have a tea time, not you. Oh, I said you want to come, okay. come with us to eat? I will go eat about. with you 100%. You ain't like, even I'm good at go. golf. Why would we want I to go. take you? Oh. You ain't oh, even good. Wow. You ain't even good. Bring your game. Put your money where your mouth is. I don't, I don't golf, I don't golf. Looks like it's just, getting, uh, it's getting a, a right
1: backburner podcast top yeah, golf edition, yeah. like oh, coming shit. up next.
2: He ain't even top, he ain't <laughs> top golf, he bottom golf. All right? His swing <laughs> is all fucked up. Power bottom golf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, that, thanks, thanks for having You're me. You're an amazing guy. You've given us a lot of good... Uh, you know, good enlightenment, if you mind me saying, and like seriously, man, like this was it was good to to get to know you. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate First it. First time meeting you, you're a, you're a swell guy. <laughs> <laughs> did that, did that, Thanks, work, for that didn't work for me? It work for me. Oh guess. yeah. The arm the me. arm swing helped. Did, did
1: I, help? <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't think Uh, 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 they can't say it on the past guys you're
2: you're, you're a great guy you're
0: doing really good
2: things Um, thanks brother like we really appreciate you being here
0: yeah I gotta say John man it's been uh, just a blessing to have like you know it's always scary to do something alone you know and so knowing Mm -hmm. like when I started doing a food truck and then I met you you know just going to your food truck and you were doing the things at Talon on Wednesday and everything and and the Tasty Tuesdays um, like just those little interactions really helped me and just that uh, you know, you would come visit my truck. I would come visit you. It really helped to push through, you know, just knowing that you had brothers in arms. You know, brothers mm-hmm. doing the same thing. Definitely, you know, and the supper truck when we, with Amy and then like we had a really good like class. And now that we've graduated to this next level of having brick and mortars together, that you know, would definitely it's to really today. awesome. You know, to not only like have you as a friend in the culinary world but you know now getting to hear your story and know a little bit more about you mm-hmm. and just tighten our friendship a little bit more man I really appreciate you and I'm glad to have you in our community and yeah, of uh, course seeing all the ways you're you're making it better enriching our community you know so thank you
1: yeah thank you as well yeah. absolutely
0: man we appreciate it this has been another
2: episode of On the Backburner thank you so much for tuning in DJ Mitch the Kid
0: take us out of here So. Follow us at Backburner PC on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Recorded and produced in Albuquerque, New Mexico. On the BackBurner is hosted by Tristan Rogers of Hollow Spirits Distillery and Dominic Valenzuela of Taco 10. Produced by Three Birds Digital, LLC. Directed by Volek Media and Marketing. Audio engineered and edited by Mitch Pavelko. Podcast intro recorded and produced by Randy Savage. Find him at SavageVO.com. Original music by Rocky Rhodes. Check out his music at SoundCloud.com slash yeah. i I'm feeling myself, I'm feeling myself, I'm feeling you too. Yo. Yo. Yeah.
2: What up, Queen, what it do? It's been a minute since I seen you. I wonder what you been doing. Yeah, you probably doing what a Queen do. Fanny Hollins in Balenciagas when it comes with a semi-auto you went from baby baby mama yeah
1: don't be afraid to tell me what's the matter huh. i pull up in a grammy yada i'm just a good fella like ray Liotta. and you know you got that good love
2: yeah you know your boy trying to pull love cause you know I'm about that real hip hop girl and i've been going through a lot girl my heart pump blood but
0: it's caged up and you know you got the keys to the lock girl